0: Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? Another episode of the How About That podcast. A little tired, okay? It's Monday uh, that we're recording this on, but we're going to bring you the energy because we're going to continue to give you that draft prep. We're talking defense, and more importantly, we're talking the front seven, the guys that can change a game up front your Shaq Barrett, your Jason Pierre Pauls, the guys that can win you Super Bowls like we just saw. Going to break you down our top eight, see where they could go. Justin, are, are you ready? I guess. (laughs) Burke, let's go.
1: League. I wish we could stop and see who was in your top five, scratch that, top three, MJ, LeBron and every other discussion, cross you up while the shooter in the corner be cutting, no I'm new to the game, Call this my introduction, while these topics hitting harder than the snare and percussion, why do all these other sports opinions always go and lack facts, only real place like to listen, how about that?
2: Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the How About That podcast. As Zach said, it is currently Monday evening, and I mean, it's a Monday evening. You know, we're getting old. It's we are not doing well, um, <laughs> it's in a lot of ways. It's bad. And one of them is is we helped somebody move in this weekend, yep. and we both threw out our backs.
0: Like like legitimately threw out our backs. Like I,
2: we're laying on heating pads. <laughs>
0: we, we both yeah, I bought two heating pads for us today, and we both were had at least an hour sitting on it. And yeah. It helped for a second, but now I'm in, I can't
2: get up. So when you're when you're like a kid and your dad's like, my back hurts, I can't go like throw the football with you in the backyard. And you're like, come on, man. Yeah, I grew up some dirt. No, on it. Really no. there's a reason why he couldn't go up, throw the ball with you.
0: And I've said this, and I'll say it time and time again. If I had a hundred dollars left to my name, and I and I had to move though, I would spend that last hundred dollars on a moving company to take whatever they could, and the yeah. rest I would leave. Moving, I've said it
2: for years now, mm-hmm. really since I went to college for the first time, is my least favorite thing in the world. It's awful. It's my, it stresses me out. And, and there's no,
0: like, you'd be like, oh, well, make sure you watch your back. <laughs> All right. There's, I mean, when you're lifting this shit, it's just like, there's it's no way like to do it's it. It's not like it's a barbell.
2: No. There's not, not an easy way no, to, and no, like, you, no. when you're trying to fit into the doorways and you're twisting yourself you're twisting, it's, no. And yeah. also, like, we didn't have to, like, help them really move. We just moved, like, you know, the heavier yeah. objects. Yeah. When you're moving in, though, there's nothing worse than when you get everything in and then you look at it and you're like, I now have a mess of an apartment yep. or a house. And all I it is is just put it just all away. There, right? Yeah, it's just in there. But I have to put it all away now.
0: <sighs> That's awful. And, and, you know, the, usually the thing that gets us back is like, you know what, though? It's draft time. We're getting closer. And we are. But now we're kind of in that lull, right? We're kind of in that Monday, the week before, you know, the week before, basically. Um, and it's just like when the new – this is when the hot takes kind of go away. News kind of dies down. You're starting to hear some teams, you know, Philly, Miami, Dallas are all taking calls. But that's all we're going to hear. It's just kind of a slow time right now until we can get to uh, probably next Monday. This, this week's just probably going to be a little slow.
2: Yeah, it's um, one of those things where uh, mock drafts are kind of coming out with their last things. I know yeah. we haven't put ours out yet. Um, but you're kind of seeing the same things run together. You've been seeing it for months now. Um, and you're just waiting for either big news to happen or just for next Thursday to come around. But with every day, we are closer and closer to the draft. Yep. So today what we're going to do is we're going to give, I think we have nine of them, right? We're going to give you edge rushers and outside, like linebackers inside, outside linebackers, just basically the front seven. Yeah. Um, We're going to give you, we have a list of nine guys, and we're going to rank them for you, what we think, how we feel, where the B fit, fits at. Um, and yeah,
0: excluding Christian Barmore, I'm just gonna throw yeah. that A out there because we did not do interior because there's like none of them. So it was mainly outside rushers and linebackers. But Christian Barmore is young and talented and probably going in the first round, but uh, he's not on our list. So let's just get right into it. And Justin, pass rush is always one of my most favorite things to look at in the draft. Corners are fun, but like just to see an edge rusher dominate off the edge and just bully people. I mean, we've seen, you know, the Miles Garretts and the Clownies and their highlights, just I mean, Watt, all these guys, both of them, just jump off the tape. Not that this group doesn't, because there's some serious flashes with this group, but this is one of the most um, questioned groups of uh, in this draft, for sure, and one of the most questioned defensive end groups uh, that we've had in a while.
2: Yeah, it's, you kind of look at this draft class, and I think we have like five names, and... specifically like edge rushers. Yeah. And all of them have something where you look at that trait and you're like, that's a reason why they can be very successful in the league. Right. And then they have something pretty big. Right. um, That you're like, that's why they might not be successful. Every guy's like, oh, they have
0: one thing. But yeah, you're saying these guys have like major busts.
2: (laughs) Yeah. There's like one trait that's like, that's really scary. And then there's like one trait where it's like, that's really awesome. Yeah. And so ranking these guys was really difficult. I think it's probably been the, the most difficult, except for, you know, like a wide receiver, you know, and I said, I, I could kind of put these guys anywhere in this range. Um, These guys, I, I really just, I just kind of went with, specifically for me, Um, you know, there's one guy where I was like, his floor, I think it's just too good. I would just have him up because of his floor. Like, you know, I have this guy here because of his potential. Um, This guy's down because I think he can't really fit into too many systems in the NFL. So it was a, it was all over the place.
0: Yeah, I tried to really just focus on the best prospects because, yeah, system and fit and scheme was just really tough with these guys. So, we're with the best prospects available. Um, you ready to get right into it?
2: Yeah, I am. And I mean, do you want to start off with your number niner?
0: So I thought we were just doing eight, and then we had nine oh, names. Okay, but that makes it easy for me because I didn't. He didn't make my top eight, so okay. I know anything about him. So I wouldn't say anything, anyways. But my number nine is Jamin Davis. Um, is that correct, Jamin? Uh, yeah, the Kentucky. Kentucky linebacker. He's been getting a lot of buzz, possibly even up to the first round. Um, I just think, you know, I watched him last night, and he he explodes, and he's a super athlete. Um, I just I just don't know if he compares with a lot of these other linebackers and these edge rushers in the group. Um, he could maybe go over one linebacker, but I just have him at nine. I just think he's the ninth best in this group. So yeah. All right, then eight. You have them higher than nine. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this always happens. I just start wait, so every maybe time maybe I say I, a name and I see you start laughing. <laughs> I'm like, because we never talk about what we're doing. We just like sit in our own rooms and do this. Then,
2: then maybe together. do I? I get. I'll get my nine and eight now. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so right. my nine is uh, another linebacker, and I have Zaven Collins from Tulsa at nine.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, that's
0: the guy I said I could see.
2: Yeah, for me. I didn't really watch much on him and what I've seen it's like, you know, I think he's like a smart player and he plays hard, but I'm he's so undersized and everything I read is that he just gets manhandled. Um, and at the college level, if it's hard and you're getting and it's noticeable on film that you're getting manhandled, I don't know what you're gonna do against guys in the NFL who are eight years older than you and have been around much harder competition. So I don't it's know. it's me, comparable it's
0: just, yeah, it's comparable to like Playing in a weak weak ass conference, but you're this big name like Drew Timmy. He's like the he's like the Drew Timmy of okay. And would you say I don't think we
2: can compare basketball and football. Oh, uh, I mean, it was that's stress, just me personally.
0: Would, so you're saying no to that one? That's
2: that's apples and oranges. <laughs> no, that's more like apples and cucumbers. You can't compare them. I see what you did there. No, I see what you did. There, Nothing.
0: Though. Go to eight. <laughs>
2: Uh, my eight, and I think this might be something that you have pretty high is Jason. Uh, away. That's my eight. Oh, it is. Yeah, oh, I thought, I thought you right. liked him a lot. Okay, there we go. vibes all around. So high he was high, all but all yeah, around. go
0: ahead, go ahead.
2: Yeah, so I mean, I I can give some thoughts on that. Yeah, all um, this piggyback off you for me. I mean, he's the definition of athletic, right? He's just, just a, he's a raw talent. Um, uh, he's big and he's long, but he just hasn't pause. He hasn't produced <laughs> I right, see this is why it's hard to talk about Line. It's impossible. Um, yeah. <laughs> he hasn't produced though in college, like statistics wise, and for me, um, there's a lot of guys on here you who, you know, may not have some of the athletic traits, but you look at their numbers, you're like, Wow, that's very impressive. Right. And for him, um, you know, he he could maybe make it one day, but he's not I don't think he's gonna be an immediate impact. So yeah. Yeah, I could see him being a day two guy where you know, you're in the second round, third round, you hear him drafting for your team, and you're like, you know, that's not that's not bad. There's potential there, but for what what I see right now, I have him at eight.
0: Yeah, so uh, I have him at eight too, and I, I was going to put him high because everyone was so high on him, but I just, I don't know enough of him from just being a guy that's not a scout, know nothing, so yeah. production-wise, I have him at eight. He didn't start playing football until his junior year of high school. Um, like, this is the, the most raw prospect, like, yeah. in a while. He's 6'5", 237, and he ran a 4'39".
2: I literally have as my notes for him, the first thing is the definition of athletic raw talent. Yeah. it's exactly (laughs) like that.
0: Yeah. So, he's super young. uh, He's played, like, no football. And he did have sacks the year before. And, you know, he had a lot of pressures this year, and it can get weird sometimes with sacks. But to not have one sack... It's just like there's you gotta be able to get one like yeah there's gonna be one time you'd but think
2: that I mean his teammate who we're gonna talk about later right he did it a lot later I yeah imagine, <laughs> he had a lot of sacks this year so it's yeah. not like Penn State didn't get any sacks he just didn't provide any of them for the team
0: so. right so and then I mean Daniil Hunter who's also another freak athlete was with the Vikings right now he had one point five sacks last year and I think a lot of people are alluding to that right now and um. You know that's fair because the 1.5 isn't very good either, but it's still more than zero. Yeah, so, I mean, but it's I mean, just
2: one of those things where when you're looking, you know, there's so many names that you can draft from. Yeah, uh, you got to find. There's like always going to be question marks, and for me, production is a big question mark because it's like, why didn't you produce? And yeah, he could, he could in three years. All of a sudden, we hear his name a lot on a Sunday, yep. and I wouldn't be surprised at all. But for just what I'm getting, there's a very, there's a very low floor.
0: Yeah, yeah. that scares me. With these eight, we can kind of do, because nine we really didn't have. These eight, we can kind of say where we think he could fit, maybe not team-wise, but round-wise. And he may, I think he's not going before 20, I don't think. Um, But like you said, and I agree with what you said, if you have a team that has two solid defensive ends, Mm -hmm. like like Tampa Bay has two solid defensive ends in Pierre Paul and Barrett, but Pierre Paul's probably got one or two more years, put him right there, let him learn, let him develop, and then he could become a superstar talent with the, his upside. Yeah. So, um, I think he could fall later. But if he goes and to a team with experience, and he can learn from. He could be really good.
2: And that's another thing too is if it. This is another position where it seems like all of them are like this this year because this draft is probably one of the weirdest drafts we've seen yeah. it, in my lifetime. But yeah. he could be on a team at number two on a team's big board for edge rushers. He could Absolutely, be. could and, be one. And so yeah, like you said, if you're Tampa Bay and you're like, you know what, we're just going to get a raw, you know. Talent and yeah. we're gonna try and develop him. It could be a great fit and we could hear him out a lot, or he could go to a team like Detroit and we'll just never hear from him
0: again. Yeah, this is by far the most interchangeable group of, yeah. of any of any ones. Um so that's both of our eight. So yeah. I'm going to seven. Yeah. So I have uh Miami uh senior. Ooh. Oh wait, no, he's not a senior, my yeah, bad. I was gonna say. I, didn't know was uh, a I think he's actually a redshirt freshman. Uh Gregory Rousseau. Okay, so Gregory Rousseau opted out this year. He uh, did it because both his parents were on the front lines. He said he just didn't feel right playing. Once again, one of those things where, you know, you can't really argue with it. Um, You can't argue with anybody who opted out for COVID. Rousseau had 15.5 sacks and and 19.5 tackles for loss in the the second year in the last year that he played with Miami, which is two years ago. 15.5 sacks and and 19.5 tackles for losses in one year. It's insane. Which is why you saw him at 10, 11, and 12 early on. Now you're starting to see him kind of be in the back end of this first round and maybe go to the second. And because it was a little... It was really weird. A lot of these sacks of like... If you look at average time to get to the quarterback, Chase Young, you know, Farrell, Bosa, Watt, all those guys fell within like three seconds. His was like near eight sometimes on his average. Like his sacks were really, really weird and he got lucky a lot. Mm. Like he fell into them or... It was pretty much a covered sack, and he was just the guy that wrapped him up. Um, Fifteen has still a lot, which is why I still have him in the top eight and ahead of Oa, because that production is still at six seven two sixty five. You know that's pretty awesome for, for an edge rush. But um, I think if you just look at you know the COVID year did hurt him. I think um, by sitting out because these other guys got you know really stepped up in their in their final years that you'll hear about. But with all that production, I have him the top eight. I just have question marks about how much of it was actually legit. So that's why I have the seven.
2: Alright. So I'll I'll give him my seven then. Yeah. And my seven is Jeremiah Owusu Karomoa. Can't pronounce that one. Um I know I can tell that you don't like this one, clearly.
0: I hate that.
2: So for me, uh he's six one and he's two sixteen. Yep. And my player comparison would kind of be in a way Isaiah Simmons.
0: Okay, that's really okay, that's awesome. That's perfect.
2: Because, and this is, I'll tell you why I have him at seven though. I like, I like him a lot. He's, he just needs to find the right fit. Cause he is a, he's a playmaker. Yeah. And he plays very, very fast. Yeah. But he is also very, very small for a linebacker. Yeah. And you, yeah, I don't, you know, we don't know what he's like in the safety film. So for me, I have him that low, not because of how he plays on the field, but he's just so small that it's one of those things for me where I'm like, if he goes to the right spot, he can make plays. But Isaiah Simmons literally disappeared. I mean, he kind of made some... Some stuff at the 100%. end of the season for the Cardinals, but he disappeared because they haven't figured out how to use him yet. And this could be a guy for me that I would say, if they don't figure out how to use him, it could be a problem. Carolina figured out how to use Jeremy Chin, who was a guy who there was questioning of how they're gonna how you'd utilize him because of his size and has has his athleticism. Cardinals didn't figure it out for Isaiah Simmons yet. This guy can go to a team and it can go either way, where they figure it out or they don't figure it out. Yeah, and so that's why I have him that low because I just don't know which way it's gonna go. That's totally There's fair. too many schemes in the
0: yeah, NFL. Yeah, both those names I... Like, yeah. Um, in Isaiah Simmons' defense, if they change the rule number for the NFL, it could be a total game changer because...
2: 48 looks 48 disgusting on him. 48 sucks on him. Yeah.
0: But 11? That's, 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 that's an all-pro. That's scary. That's an all-pro.
2: All of a sudden, the, the tie
0: turns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. well, wait. Did he get faster this offseason? No, no, no. Must have. No, no he went down No, one, one. Yeah. 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 So, I do think... I think 48 is gross on it, But, no, I... I I hear you out, and I'm okay with that.
2: Okay, and then I'll go to my six. Yeah, go ahead. Which is Gregory Russo. Okay, cool. And so we're close. I, I again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that he's long. He's yeah. six seven. Yeah, no, the he's, dude <laughs> is long. Yeah, he's a freak. And he also produced more at the position than anybody else. Kind of in, by far. Yeah, by far, he produced more than anyone at the position, um, but. Like you kind of said, like pre not preseason, but early in this NFL season, when I was looking at mock drafts and the Giants were like number four overall or something because right. we were zero and five. Um, what you predicted? He was. I wish I, yeah, I did say. Um, <laughs> he he was up there for us. Yeah. And now, like you said, he's latter part of the first round. Some mock drafts have him. I mean, some people still have him going early, but not. I mean, the Giants at eleven, I think, is the the highest people have him going. Um, so I think he's the biggest faller during this draft process. He needs to work on his technique. He did not do well at the pro day. There's questions. I know they mentioned on part of my take, but I read somewhere else that he changed his body type a lot because he was told to. And now the question is, does he know how to use that type of body? Because I think he put on like 30 pounds. I was or just something.
0: saying, he went up in weight. Yeah. Okay. So
2: the question is now, does he know how to how to use that new That's frame? Like a power rusher? Yeah. Um, but his technique is really bad. And uh, I think just with sitting out of a year, not knowing what he does, like you said, questions on... I know he produced, but questions on how he produced, um, he could fall. And he could fall. He could be the biggest faller in the draft. Yeah,
0: I agree. And also, there almost has to be an asterisk when we talk about this group. Because a lot of them were saying like late first round, which is kind of where they belong anyways. But, I mean, other than maybe the guy we both have pretty high, I believe that we will. I mean, and just when you look at the draft, Denver at 9... Is the first team where you even look at and can even think of like a defensive player. Like one through eight, you're not even thinking of a defensive player. It it could be very, I wouldn't be surprised
2: if some cornerbacks get taken, but other than that, yeah, there's really no. Yeah,
0: so I mean, these guys are, I mean, talent wise, they probably are mid first round guys to late first round and maybe early second, but that's also just kind of how the draft's going this year with all the offensive talent that's coming in early. Um, So my number six is Xavier Collins. And I was pretty high on him right when I looked at him because of his production. His last season he just had he had four picks, four sacks, two forced fumbles, tackles all over the field. And he's probably in this group the most pure linebacker. And I only I say that as in like like in, it's kind of a down negative form though because he really I don't see him off the edge like these other linebackers like Jeremiah, like you said, and even you know Micah Parsons who I'm sure we'll be talking about. They both can play off the edge and do other things. He's just more of like a inside linebacker to me, and yeah. pure, um, which could be a negative or pro depending on what teams need. But here's, we're gonna play the numbers game. I like to do this with you, right? Mm. I'm gonna give you some numbers, and I, I there's no way you're gonna get this. But it was a guy. That, um, here's your hint. It was a guy that was drafted in the last four years, five, five years, four years, four years ago, maybe five years ago. Okay, last five years to be safe. Okay, linebacker. Xavier Collins is 6'5, 260, runs a four six seven, and had 20 bench press reps. Okay. He's 6'5, 260, he ran a four six seven 7 and 20 bench press reps. Okay? Okay. This linebacker, also a first rounder. I'm not like, you know, making it crazy on you. This linebacker is 6'4, 256, ran a 4'5, ran a 465, and benched 20 times. So an inch smaller, four pounds lighter. Four six five compared to a four six seven and they both benched twenty times. Do you know who this player is? This would be like really cool.
2: Is he an inside linebacker? Yeah. Oh uh, crap. Um I'm gonna give myself like ten I can't think of anything. I'll give you board. a hint.
0: He is in your division.
2: Is it Van Der Esch? It's Van Der Esch. Okay.
0: Yeah. And you've never been high on Vander Esch in the first place. Well,
2: Vander Esch is just like Sean Lee, where you get them four games a year.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, that's been Vander Esch's problem.
2: But Vander Esch, when he's on the field, I'm, I'm scared of.
0: Right. So I think, <laughs> I think that's Xavier and Collins' ceiling. I think they're literally the same person, size, and, you know, across the board. Um, Vander Esch probably had a little more athleticism to him, but, you know, I saw that. I saw the comparisons and how well they aligned. I'm like, well, Leighton, Leighton Vander Esch was a top 20 pick. I mean, so this guy is definitely a first-round consideration, so that's kind of why I have him there, and he probably has less question marks than Rousseau in a way, so I have him at six, but definitely get why you had him at nine.
2: Yeah, um, I, for me, it's just, I think he's just going to struggle and get off blocks, and yeah. I think he could just get absolutely demolished. So. Yeah. I think it's, it's a fair comparison. Like we said, there's things you can swing these this position group either way. Right. I mean, so, so.
0: some NFL room is saying, this is late Vanderash, yeah, and that's going to pull someone to take him, mm-hmm. so... And it you could
2: be—it's not going to be Cowboys, but it'd be funny if the Cowboys took another. I mean, if they later, like traded back and yeah, got two in the first now. yeah, because
0: <laughs> they just can't stay healthy. <laughs> at, at, at <laughs> that position. No, it's a mess. Um, so you're you're five now. I'm five, okay. and this one might be our first. Well, we have controversial Jeremiah, but this one I have at five. I have Jalen Phillips actually at five. Okay. Okay. So this is. Jalen Phillips is 6'6", 265, ran a four five six. I mean, these guys are all freaks, obviously, defensive end position. Jalen Phillips is probably the most polished defensive end in this group, okay? Here's his story. Went to UCLA freshman year, all right? Sprained both ankles. Yep. Got two concussions. Broke his wrist in a scooter accident. Got hit by a car. Got hit by a car. While he was
2: driving a scooter. Got Got hit by by
0: a car while driving a scooter. Yep. Broke his wrist and then got another concussion. Okay, all of that in his freshman year. Yeah, UCLA told him, "We're not allowed to play you if you get four concussions, so you should just retire." So after he, I think he actually played a year at UCLA, but after the third one, I don't think were, it was. I don't think it was a full year. No, yeah. but he did play a little bit. So he retired from football. He gets an audio 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 engineering degree at some um, community college. Falls in love with music, gets in love with, you know, helping artists record, getting their music out there, creating beats, all of that. Absolutely falls in love with it and is completely okay with being done with football. He's like, this is my career. He got other internships, other jobs, he was trying to work. He's like, you know, I don't need football. David Shaw called him and was like, hey, you know, Stanford wanted him back in the day. He's like, Do you want to come to Stanford now? He's like, No, I don't care about football anymore, I'm done. And they thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. He's like, you know what? I am going to try to come back to football. So, here we go and I want to go to a school that has a top audio audio engineering uh, program because that's what he fell in love with when football was over. Well, who has the top one in the country? Miami. So that's how he ends up at Miami. Yeah. And then he's like rejuvenated. He had 8 sacks, 15 tackles for loss and a pick um, and now he's probably going to be, you know, the first edge off the board because like I said he's the most polished I have him at five, though, because I look at this and there's two things. There's one, he's rejuvenated, right? This guy's like back. He found his love again for the game. Yeah. The other thing is, if he gets one more concussion, what what's, you know, who's to say if he's just like, I have my degree. I have this passion. I love audio engineering and music and working with artists. Yeah. And I've already been done with football once and I was okay with it. So, you know, is this a four-year second contract player? I don't I don't think so. I hope it is. I hope for him. I'm glad he got rejuvenated and recovered, but, and the talent is unreal. I'm just a little worried that like, and it's okay that football's not everything for him because he had the, all these injuries, but I do think it's going to be that much easier for him to walk away. So that was a lot, but that's why I have him at five. Because I think he yeah. could be in the top two.
2: I mean, the, the biggest question with him this entire time has been medical questions. Yeah. So I think that's, I think that's a fair grade. Five.
0: Yeah. Three concussions is a lot.
2: Yeah. As a concussion survivor. Yeah. Um, I three is, three is not fun. You're one time? I'm I'm, I'm too diagnosed. You're
0: too diagnosed. I
2: had two undiagnosed in college because okay. I didn't. Want
0: so you're probably one away from retiring from mock drafts.
2: I might be. Because
0: that's a lot of, I mean, the screen. A I mean, lot.
2: there's a, I, look at, I look at screens all day, right? Because yeah. I'm either sitting on my phone or looking <laughs> at laptops for work yeah. um, or doing both while working. And my, my eyes, hurts. I go to bed every day with my eyes hurting. And I don't know if that, that could be, you know. You won't realize the grind that I have to go through every day. It's, you know, I appreciate you.
0: <laughs> Anyways, that's Jalen Phillips at five, and I, I really hope the best for him. I'm just a little worried about uh,
2: if if Jalen Phillips retires from football because of another concussion, I will retire from my job because of
0: another concussion. Wow, that's big. That's I big of you. I just
2: wanted to get that on. Yeah, I stand with concussion survivors. Yeah,
0: well, Jalen, we'll tag you in that, and yeah. then you guys can write it out together, and Justin can do your finances for your uh, when you become you know this big label record guy. Yeah.
2: I think I think that's fair. That's a good deal. Yeah, yep. Alright. Um So my five. Your five. So my five is Jamin Davis. Um, oh
0: yeah, okay, I forgot about so that. So
2: I think we basically have
0: You love your Kentucky defenders.
2: I, I do like Kentucky defenders.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: but I so I think I mean, in not the exact rankings, but pretty close, we have uh our um, linebackers, the Michigan linebacker, Notre Dame ba- linebacker flops pretty much in a sense. Where I have Kentucky linebacker high, you have Kentucky linebacker low, I have Notre Dame backer low, yep. and you have Notre Dame backer high. Not a big BBN guy. Um, so, for me, he's another raw talent that if he gets developed, he could be a star in the league. Um, he, he hasn't played very much. He's inexperienced. So yeah. I think he can be uh, similar to um, Jason Owe where it's like if you you know if, if he finds the right spot finds the right coaches and they can develop him right sure. he could you know be phenomenal but for me at least he produced he literally checks like every box that you need not you know not amazing checks but there's a check there Um, he's a playmaker uh, he scored a, I'm pretty sure he had a defensive touchdown he can cover tight ends pretty well I'm probably not a tight end like you know what we're gonna see coming out of the draft right. but um, you know a bigger tight end Kyle Rudolph he could guard maybe not Evan Ingram but Evan Ingram would just drop in. right it's fine um, and so that I just have him at five because there's just so much raw talent there and we've seen that in his you know the few games that he has played at Kentucky he's actually made plays yeah. you know he's shown up on the stat sheet um, I liked my uh, thing that I liked when I was reading a scouting report too that really just got me amped up was that he plays with his shoulders square to the line of scrimmage I love that I, I just liked seeing that you know mm-hmm. you, I feel like he's a linebacker and his shoulders are always presence. square. He's got a presence yeah. out there. And so if he can just develop that IQ and develop that technique, um, he could become a true star because he has playmaking abilities. So. I like
0: it. I like it. That's five. And then we're both into our top four. Usually we're similar in the top four players wise, but now we're different players wise. Let's see how the order stacks up though. Who do you have at four?
2: I have Quiddy Pay at four. Okay. So Quiddy Pay four, he's from Mich he's the Michigan guy. Um, he tested well. His three-cone drill was like the best Second by – Second
0: fastest ever at the combine. Yeah, and it
2: was like the best by far by a, a defensive lineman ever. Um, he's versatile. He can play in a lot of different positions for a defensive coordinator. Um, he plays hard, high motor. Uh, however, the film is questionable for some scouts or for a lot of scouts. I should say where they say that the film doesn't match up to how he tested or even to how his stats are. Yeah. Um. So for me, I am at four – I think he doesn't have as much potential maybe as uh, some of the guys you know on the list or even probably up, or I have above him who I just think he doesn't have the potential as they, but he has a very high floor. He could possibly have the highest floor out of this entire category. Uh, I think he's probably the one who, besides a name that we'll get into later, no matter what team he goes to, he could be a day one starter. He might not be you know, an all-pro a pro bowler or he might just end up as a role player in the NFL yeah. um, and add depth to a team. But I think he's the most NFL ready in that sense. However, from a potential standpoint, I only have him at four because there's just so many questions for him, like on film.
0: Yeah, he's my four too. Okay. I went really back and forth on four and three, but and I had him at three for a while, because that's what a lot of you know NFL people do. They have him really high, and I'm like, This are my top eight. And I have my four because I'm in love with three. Um yeah, I don't need to say much else than you. I agree with everything you said. I do think Quiddy Pay will be the first defensive lineman off the board because yeah. like you said the highest floor I don't know about ceiling but the highest floor definitely can start right away um like definitely could see him in like Minnesota you know like it just seems like he would work with Zimmer playing inside or outside but I do think there is a question with him because sometimes with like Quiddy Pay, it's like he's versatile right but like so is he good at a position or is he versatile you know sometimes guys yeah. are versatile but like that's fine, but are they actually good somewhere? Or are they dispersing? They can play a
2: lot of spots, but does that mean that they're going to produce something? Yeah, that
0: doesn't. Yeah. So being, that can be kind of tricky sometimes, I think. But um, I do think he's going to be good. But yeah, I, I, you said it best. I have him at four, too. So.
2: Cool. So then you go, to, you go to three, right?
0: Yeah, I'll go three. Um, I've talked about Caleb Farley a lot, and I like his story. This is the Colts draft pick right here. Okay, lay it on me. I don't know his last name, but his first name's Aziz. <laughs> What's his last name?
2: Uh Oju oh, oh, uh oh, jewelry.
0: So I don't know his last name. I <laughs> this this <laughs> I hope the Colts trade back and get this guy or they just take him at 21. This dude, like, when we talked about Jalen Waddle, like how he just looked faster on film, right? And it's just, you know, highlight tapes on YouTube, but still, like, you notice the pop. I have not seen a guy burst like that past He's, an offensive tackle. And I don't know. I'm like smiling right now. I. When's the last time you saw a guy fly past someone like that?
2: It's you know it's insane when you read every single edge rusher's scouting report, and you never hear like fast off the ball or fat like pops off the line of scrimmage yeah. in any of them. And every other sentence includes. Do that you have them at three? By phrase. the way, I'm. I do not have them. Okay.
0: Okay. Wow. I love that even more. So. Okay. Yeah. No. You're so right. I just thought we were on the same page again there. I'm like, we're on fire today. But,
2: I'll, yeah, no, I was just talking about no, yeah, mentioning yeah.
0: that comment. Yeah, and, like, you know, when I say speed, I think of Arden Key right now, but it's different than Arden Key. This is, like – Arden was, like, just – he's just fast. Like, this is, like – he has technique. He – he. so, okay, Aziz, he had nine and a half sacks, um, four and a half forced fumbles, five and a half sacks the year before. He's 20 years old. Yeah. And he
2: produced.
0: And he produced. And here's what I like about his production. Though, I should to talk Justin. too much because... You're fine. You're fine. I mean, you can just... Yeah, piggyback. <laughs> he had 28 reps in bench, which I loved because, you know, he has shown to win with power. He, mm-hmm. Obviously, he's going to try to beat you. Here's what I loved when I watched his film, though. And I watched him against Alabama, and I thought he held himself up very well against Alex Leatherwood. Mm-hmm. Caused a pick on the very first play of the game. Yep. Cincinnati, they're down 12, I think. He... You know when when the game matters when it's time when you're when you're in a fan and you're watching the game and I was watching the Colts I'm like this is Robert Matt this time yeah he got a force fumble strip sack they go score next possession sack on third down they punt Georgia scores end the game with a safety uh, sacking Ritter in the end zone ball game and every time I watched him get a sack and he was a three down player and he played really well against the run he's smart against the run but every time on third down when it mattered it seemed like he was getting those yeah. sacks. He's, he's a guy. A, he's a guy, and I think that matters. Like I mean, It wasn't like first and ten and bullshit play action. He found a way to get a sack. like Or his eight-second coverage sack. Yep, on. third and eight. We're putting you on the edge, and you go. And he did it again and again and again. And I I just absolutely love that about him. I was very excited, and I hope the Colts draft him. Um, very in on Aziz. That's I like it. Three.
2: Well, I'll talk about him later, because my number three is Jalen Phillips. Okay, um, yeah. And so, this is why I have Jalen Phillips at three. Yeah, God. totally so, understand it. Look, and it's so hard because, like, I'll say this is a conny at some guys, but it's a pro for other guys. But for him, I understand the medical questions. And yeah. if he didn't have those medical questions, number one, he would be a lot higher. Yeah. Um,
0: well, number two.
2: He's smart. He is and, smart. And this is the thing. This is why I have him at three, was because uh, reading about him, they, they're talking about he's so well at, like, against the run game, just IQ wise. And in today's NFL, they were like, he's really good at diagnosing like where the ball is going to go on an option and, to, and blowing that up. And today's NFL, with how everything's going, that could be a difference maker for a team, especially if you look at mm-hmm. the AFC North. Like, really well With Lamar, it, that, can, that guy can make a difference against those teams. Giants, Jalen Hurts. Okay. Um, I'm serious. <laughs> Dak, I mean, Dak Prescott. I can say Dak Prescott, maybe. Eh, well, maybe. well
0: Jalen Hurts runs the read option. as I know,
2: saying. but Jalen Hurts, I don't care. He sucks. I didn't mean it like that. I know. I know you didn't. But <laughs> it's, you're. It's. You, I see your point. Yeah. And I just think Jones sucks. sucks. Okay. Okay. Um, he's athletic and he's produced. Yeah. Uh, he. The one thing is that apparently he needs to work on some of his pass rest technique. He Fine. stand. If you read about him, everyone just says he stands up too much.
0: Yeah. He's also six six.
2: You can work. That's something that you can work on. You can work on getting lower and staying lower. That's not a technique that that is a problem. It's like uh, J C Horn with the hands. That's a type of technique that you can work on in an off-season or two. Yep. And it'll be better. Just literally just make him run underneath those Yeah, whatever.
0: Things. I was literally just thinking that. What's that? I can't remember what it's called.
2: I don't know, but where they just have to run under it. Or yeah. where they where they're running around There's the soccer yeah. and they just have to like have their hand like touching yeah. the cones yeah. and picking up the cone and setting it down. So you can work on that. You can ju- just do it in your basement, buddy. Yep. Um so that's why I have Jalen Phillips as three, just because he's smart and he's He's shown that he can produce as well, at, like as my or at
0: Miami, like Gregory Rousseau. My
2: number two is disease.
0: So, real real quick on Phillips, and I'll let you get disease because I, I love what you said there. I texted you last night saying I love Phillips, and it's because I was so impressed with how disciplined he was. I yeah. watched a bunch of games, I can't tell you how many jet sweeps and reverses. Oh, he's so good at diagnosing the run. Never left on a yeah. reverse or a jet sweep or in the read option. He he was tackling, too. Yeah. So, I, I love what you said there. He's really I good here. at I diagnosing to to and run lanes is what the scouts Yeah, yeah he stayed right down the line. Got
2: it. Well, that's, good. Right. That's, good. that's good football talk. we are going Yeah, that's good. That. <laughs> All right, get to my boy. Go so, Aziz, I will say, I want to start off with my only knock on him. There are knocks. I don't think he can play. Oh, I, I really have, two, But I don't think that he can play in anything but a 3-4. Because he's just smaller. Perfect. And you want to know what that makes me say? Patrick Graham.
0: Wait. So wait, no, you I'm, can't do that. I know. You did not just do that.
2: <laughs> Tell them who Patrick Graham is. Giants defensive coordinator. I
0: just said I wanna
2: <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, Zach. I'm, all I'm saying is a three-four scheme would work is what the giant and it would work really well. Lorenzo Carter, another Georgia Bulldog, and then Aziz, another Georgia Bulldog. That I wouldn't mind that.
0: Dude. And I'm that's sorry to do that. Bullshit.
2: But he is the fastest player in the draft. He is so athletic. Um, he's really good at the pass rush I will say that he needs to work on consistently getting off blocks um, in the pass rush um, so work on that technique so I, that's just something that's going to have to be worked think he can on play like four,
0: 3 on the, on the edge
2: I think he's I don't think he's big enough for that I think he definitely has to be more of a 4-3 or a 3-4 guy I'm they sorry. did
0: drop him back a lot against Alabama which was annoying
2: yeah um I, so my things are I think he's just better as a 3-4 and I think he needs to work on consistently getting off blocks he can he's very good he just needs to open up his realm of it's like uh, like post moves in the NBA you know he's got to open up his amount of post moves that he can do he's got to open up the amount of pass rush things that he can do Yeah. Um, and if he can do that and he gets put in the right scheme and you know a defensive coordinator just lets him fly and make plays this guy is going to be a problem for offensive linemen for years to come
0: yeah, I kind of checked out once you took him for your own team.
2: I'm sorry, Zach. I'm sorry. I got You're really not gonna excited I was 12. Twitter. I'm just saying or not sorry, I, eleven. Well, Lord knows what Dave Gettman is gonna do. <laughs> Literally no one knows. So
0: He's like, Oh, Georgia, we have a guy.
2: He he likes guys. He likes I mean, we've drafted we traded up to get a Georgia guy. We got an he drafted Lorenzo Carter, who's a Georgia guy. Um so yeah, he likes Georgia guys.
0: Well, we know I mean, if you don't get him at 11, it's not because, you're not going to trade back to get him because that's just not what...
2: Oh, yeah, that's a fun fact while we're talking about Dave yeah. Gettleman. Dave Gettleman has had, what? He's drafted for eight years. He's had 55 draft picks, I think mm-hmm. was the stats, and he has never once traded back.
0: It's almost and it's impossible. And like, it's
2: like, it's not like, oh, he never trades back in the first round. No, he's literally never once traded back. Yeah. he's We put it to, like, when you play fantasy football, um, the number one pick sometimes is, like, it's scary to have the number one pick because you have to wait till the 24th pick. I'm a big, our league, we can trade draft picks, and I'm a big trade draft picks Whoa. guy. I literally will trade draft picks every year. I will just move them all around. What
0: about the second and third?
2: Dave Gettleman is the type of guy who you have that one friend who doesn't really know, like, football, maybe the best out of the fantasy football league. And he sees, like, no, dude, I have the number two pick and you have the number five pick. Like, I'm not going to trade back because two is better than five. Right. It's There's like, yeah, dude, get. but you have to look at the value that you gain on the back end because now you're not waiting until the 23rd pick. You only have – you get the
0: 18th pick now or something like that. Right.
2: Think, Dave. You need to think. But,
0: yeah, so AZs. That's your number two. two. All right. So my number two is Jeremiah. Wow. Yeah.
2: Completely different. That's
0: schedule. probably our biggest gap we've ever had. Five yeah. spots. Uh, jock, as they call him. And I – you know, it's, I'm glad you said your point, though, because I am on the – I wrote down in my notes – Jeremy Chin. Yeah. I think he's more on Jeremy's ceiling than... And, and it's, it's going to depend on who takes him. Because he played as like that... Notre Dame just has a weird defense. It's not 4-3 three or 3-4. Three, they have that hanging rover guy. So he's kind of like basically a down a box safety is basically what he yeah. played at, at Notre Dame. And he is small. I mean, Jeremy's 6'3", 220. He's six one two fifteen, 215. So a little smaller than Jeremy. Um, he still flies off the edge. He's super physical. I think he had 5... Five force fumbles. Like he's hitting dudes to yeah, get the ball out. He's, he's not straight. He's a, he's a good playmaker. Seven pass deflections. He made plays all over the field. Um, I absolutely love him. I think a team like Washington should trade up for him uh, and get him, because I think he's kind of like Landon Collins. Um and I think Landon's getting a little old. And I, I Landon's think Landon's
2: has not done well in Washington.
0: Right. And I, I think he's just kind of that fresh, updated version that he can play in the box if he has to. Now, if a team takes him as a pure linebacker, which is kind of what you're afraid of, and I agree, he's going to get swallowed up. Um, but if a team can kind of figure out that rover position for him and kind of let what Carolina lets Chin do and be like, we're lining you up all over the damn field as long as you are where playmakers are because you're going to go get the ball, I think that's Jeremiah. So,
2: And I will say, though, like me personally with minimal football experience, you know, um, I would think that it'd be easier to transition from safety to linebacker than linebacker to safety. Hundred percent. And I think that's a part of the reason why Isaiah Simmons maybe not, and I and I, or Isaiah Simmons hasn't done as much. And I'm scared about Jeremy because you know, it, Jeremy had to cover, dude. He covered dudes when he, they played Mississippi State his junior year. He had to cover you know the yeah. guys the Mississippi State wide receivers that we all know. Ole Miss, uh, Ole Miss, yeah. yeah. It's
0: AJ it's Brown, DK Metcalf,
2: all of them. So he, he has more he's had to cover like very good wide receivers and he's held his own and he showed it at the senior bowl. He can also cover tight ends. Um it's harder to be or it's easier to transition from that and then you can play anywhere on the field and cover anybody, cover any zone, than having to be like a linebacker who's never had to cover anything but a tight end and maybe a running back yeah. in your college career. Now we're asking you to go up against those kind of wide receiver guys. Sure. So No, I, I see your, I see
0: your point. I definitely see the, the floor for him and why you could go at seven. I just yeah, I just lean. I liked him a lot. And I just lean more on the chin side, which is why I have a two.
2: I think that's fair. Yeah. So then for number
0: one, like we've always been on the same page on our number ones, I believe. Nope, corner, you JC. Um, yeah. Number one's Micah Parsons. It's not yeah. close.
2: Uh, I have nothing written down for him because it's okay. just I, I don't know. What, it just I have some stuff for you then.
0: Yeah, I mean he, he's six three. He runs a four three nine. He had over 100 tackles, 5 sacks, 5 forced fumbles, 14 tackles for loss. He can play off the edge. He can play at the Sam. He can play at the Will. He can be the Mike. He can literally play everywhere. His only downside is that he hates some dude. Yeah, there's character issues, I guess.
2: Dude, whatever. That's like we were talking about it earlier. You want your life back. And we don't you know what
0: happened, mic. so no. we say this. Everyone we're,
2: take it easy. We're joking. We are making jokes here because we're funny people. You want your linebacker to be an asshole. Like Blue Mountain
0: State. Blue Mountain State. Perfect. I mean, you just... When, like, Micah Parsons is just a dude that you're going to see every Sunday making plays. Like, he's just... He's going to fly around. Mm-hmm. You're going to know who he is. Offenses are going to talk about him the week they play him. Like, he's just a dude. Like, there's no other way to put it.
2: There, are, The knocks on him are he struggles against the run game more than the pass game. Whatever. And, which... If you're gonna struggle in one area or are, you know,
0: he's still gonna come at you like a mofo Yeah, road.
2: and that's the th- the thing is, is he plays so hard. Sometimes he sometimes he overruns. Yeah, he he runs himself out of the play, which again is a problem. I would rather ha- tell a guy, hey, I need to pull you back, rather than I need to you need to go harder. For
0: sure.
2: Um, but I mean, if you want to hear your answers on Micah, just. Look him up on YouTube and yeah, I
0: I think it'd be absolutely ridiculous. And once again, we don't know the situation, so if it's really bad, then it could fall. But if this guy isn't the first defensive guy taken off the board, I think teams are making a big mistake. Um, Like Denver at nine, if you're not going quarterback and your defense is pretty good, but you like linebackers clearly the missing object. And Vic Fangio has thrived with linebackers. Yeah, Um, you know we've seen Roquan, everyone that he's had. He's built it off a middle linebacker and just a dog in the middle, or even the Sam or Will, and that's that's Mike Parsons. So, I and I would, I, love I would the be really Giants. upset if he fell.
2: I I would love for the Giants to take him too, because I mean the Giants have a very even if it's not
0: a need. That's a best available player. That's yeah. okay. Well, to we
2: take. need we need linebacker. we have yeah. Blake, but I'm I would just saying really he'd need, be worth it still. Oh yes, yes. And for me, uh, we are really good against the run. We have been for a while. And we have very smart veterans to put a young guy in there who can just help him, you know, diagnose, you know thinks better maybe not overrun as much stuff but right. to just have somebody out on the field who's just a playmaker can change a team yep and that's why he's our number one
0: he's our number one I hope he goes in the top 10 like we said this is the most interchangeable group by far we could see Jason Owe taking at you know 16 we could see Jalen Phillips people get concerned about the medicals and go out of the first round and Rousseau goes before him yeah. we don't know what's going to happen and that's what's going to make this draft really exciting is just the unknowns um, seem to be more present this year than in years past. Um, especially a quarterback and that's gonna, you know, dictate the whole draft. But we're getting closer. Speaking of quarterbacks, that is our last and final group, I believe. Yeah.
2: We're gonna look for tackles, there's really two guys at Slater and Sue. Um yeah,
0: we just don't whatever. We don't know what it, we're supposed
2: to say. Yeah, yeah, I don't really need to talk about two guys. You guys don't want to hear about it. We said we mentioned the interior D lineman. Um, you know, there's just Kyle Pitts is the tight end, but and there's just not there's not very many position groups this is why it's a weird draft because there's not very many positions no that pop out yeah no safeties yeah. no
0: interior D linemen yeah it's weird
2: last year there was four tackles that were like these guys could literally be the first four picks in the draft if yeah. they wanted to be um, there was conversations about quarterback like there always were so I
0: mean run, running back too yeah maybe maybe Najee or Etienne in the first but you know maybe probably not so I mean running Taylor backs or,
2: position by is just you know you shouldn't you should, shouldn't, you should never take running backs in the really early in the first round <laughs> like the number two overall pick
0: um but yeah so it's
2: just gonna be a, it's gonna be a really weird draft where you know you're gonna see some mock draft you're gonna see a team take a player that i bet in like the top 15 or 20 we're gonna be like i haven't seen that guy in a first round mock like at all yeah and it could be a fine pick it's just the these boards the big boards for every team i don't i don't know how they're gonna rank their players and everyone does things differently and so um it's gonna be a crazy draft
0: but it is and and Just to give you guys kind of an update of our our plan, and we always just kind of talk this through together during the episodes, quarterbacks on Thursday. Um, And then Tuesday, I think what we're going to do is kind of maybe a shorter one where we just basically say, if Mac's going three, look for this. Um, Yeah. Look for these trades because it's probably not going to be the same way if Fields goes three, which we're still expecting. Um, And then we have a a special kind of mock draft, different than what we've done before, that we'll get into, um, that you guys will have. Thursday morning. So we'll do we'll do two for you guys next week. One to kinda of brace yourself in case Matt goes three, here's what to expect, here's who could come up, and then that mock uh with, with um some fun fun things that we're gonna do with that. Yeah. So, uh Justin, are you you got any thoughts today? You got any well, you know, Zach, Are you ready? I I have a lot of thoughts in my mind, and
2: okay, well. um, I'll, I'll, let me just preface it before I really get into it. And yeah. you know, I could talk about the Giants, I could talk about the Yankees suck, and I could talk yeah. about how the Yankees died so the Knicks could could thrive. <laughs> um, but I I'm not gonna. It's not about me today.
0: Nope. What do our listeners want to hear?
2: And so this is I'm gonna I'm gonna do this for JB. I'm gonna talk about the European Super League today, Zach. And this is why. I'm not the biggest soccer guy. I'm a casual soccer fan. You know, I, I say I'm a Chelsea fan. I know the players. I watch some of the games. Um, but I'm not invested. You know, I, something could happen. I have no idea if it's good or bad. Uh, but this, I think, is a, this European Super League, so if you don't know about it, basically just look it up because I don't have that much time. The top teams in soccer are breaking away. And I, Everyone's trying to compare this to American sports. You can't. And in the world, soccer is different. It's just a different game. It I, it means more to anybody than I think any sport in America means it to us. Right. And for them to just attack the fans and just pull them out, because for them, it's about the little guys. There's always – there's that's why Leicester is such an amazing moment. Because for them to go on the run that they did and come up from League One, which is a third-tier league, so basically coming up from A and then going and winning – in the major leagues is insane and unheard of and that's what soccer is about in their leagues. And so for them to just pull out and go away, it, they're, they're, they're literally Americanizing the sport because they're taking out the relegation which America doesn't have and they're doing it about money. And I think the issue behind it from a soccer standpoint is this isn't going to like like look good. Like Americans aren't going to just all of a sudden start watching the game more. I don't think. Um, so I think it's just a disgusting attack on the fans. Um, if you're, you know, if you don't pay attention to soccer, just tweet out, like, cancel the Super League. You're going to look trendy. You're going to look cool. Um, and just make a point. You know, I, I if I had more time, I would talk more about it. Because I'm actually, I'm on Soccer TikTok. And I got emotional this morning when my first five videos are just, like, <laughs> these sad videos. Um, so, I'm going to, I will say, if this goes through, I'm going to renounce my Chelsea fandom. Mm-hmm. And I will never watch a Super League game ever. And I think that's very big of me because I'm standing up for the English working class. And yeah, so that's soccer talk with
0: Buckman. Shout out Brooksy, Burke, take us home. Now y'all look money hungry, and that's good. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil, doesn't fucking have it. They say money can't buy happiness, look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby.
1: Hi, everyone. I go by Burke. You don't really want to see how this works. I could pick and poke all these words. Fuck the yard. I'll stop the curve. They stay distracted. I'll stay focused. It'll take time to they start to notice. I'm soft spoken, but I got a voice. I don't really want to sound too annoyed. But these new guys tucked on the scene with a mouthful of ice and a cup of lean. All pissed off and they act mean. Instead of rap, they just want to sing. Well, actually, something in between is mumbling, stumbling on a beam. The real talents in the production team. In the back of the booth, they don't touch the green. Give me the cut. Give me the band. Now you know what's up and you understand That behind the microphone's actually a man That touches it up with a talented hand Executes everything that they had planned Make it sound old school, kick the can Anything else that you demand? Fuck it, let's run it all back again I don't know how much more I can take I think I'm starting to wear down Give me a while, I could tear down Everyone look at me scared now I don't want any more activists Activists all have been acting fake Why does this feel like a Kit Kat? Somebody give me a fucking break Let me talk shit, let me talk shit I sound so obnoxious Full steam head can't stop this Coming from the view of docs, bitch I ain't been playing, I'm saying the truth The money gets moved like this in Duluth I sound like a shape that's recently been, But i have been out of shape with my fucking percent Used to count others, but now I count mine Mac told me find a feminine, that's divine My dad said a honey to the- Don't worry about the money, only loving me for what's inside my mind. Spit sick shit till the day I'm old. Never catch me doing what I'm told. Fuck bronze, silver, let's get gold. Sign this line and sell my soul. I don't want to sell my soul. Do what I'm told. Grow boring and old. Nah. I just want to live my life. Make sure it's right and have a hell of a night. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much more I can take I think I'm starting to wear down Give me a while I could tear down Everyone look at me scared now I don't want any more activists Activists all have been acting fake Why does this feel like a Kit Kat? Somebody give me a fucking break